0: Blog Talk Radio <laughs> there. You're listening to The Catch With John Fisher On Blog Talk Radio Connecting life to faith we world is trying to get it together We're Trying to help their fellow man And uh we are gonna line up some guests for you. We're just gonna have uh, a great time getting back on track. I've I've missed this. I hope maybe you've missed it too. Uh we got kind of a uh sidetracked there for a while, but um here we are and we've got a great guest tonight. We also have Gunner briefly on the line, but he's not he's not the producer. I I'm the producer tonight. Gunner, Gunner's just gonna say hello. <laughs> Hey, hi Gunner. Hey, how you, John. John, uh, you're doing great so far. You are the captain. I'm, I'm the captain. You just got to remind me how to. What do I do at the end? I always mess uh, that up. I think you just hit. <laughs> end, I think you just click end show, or or, <laughs> or you can, or you can hit play on on a song, and, and I think you're good to go. Oh, are doing a do great. The, okay. Okay. Yeah, you're, sounding, you're cool. sounding great. Good, good. And you're in Orlando. How, how's it going there? It is going well. It is classic, uh, you know, Orlando. I think Florida. I hope their tourism uh, isn't, uh, you know, committee isn't listening here. But classic uh, Florida down here. I mean, it was, uh, it was like eighty degrees today. I was walking through. It was raining and thunder and lightning. I'm at a I'm at a, a convention down here, and yeah. uh, I think yeah. I, I think I've logged I think I've logged thirty thousand steps today, John. Oh, how, how many? Wow. I mean, you know, you know, these, some of these conventions are like huge, right? So, how many miles do you think thirty thousand steps are? I, I don't even <laughs> want to start there. I well, I, and I can fight. tell you, my 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 body feels like I I, yeah. I just fell off a meal. But it's it's um it's a uh, it, it's twelve miles. I've done twelve miles in walking today. Wow. Oh. So well, yeah, I I. I I do not envy you. I I don't like those situations myself. Um yeah, yeah it's it's crazy. And, and and your your mind goes nuts. You you talk to one person, your eyes are going all over looking at the other person you want to talk to and nobody's paying attention to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Oh uh, it's awesome though, but I'm getting some great pictures. And uh which is great always in Florida, but you know good. it's yeah thirty thirty thousand steps, but I'm so happy to be able to call in tonight i'm I'm excited you know we were talking you know an email last night about uh, your guest tonight and uh and just uh what you'll be talking about and this is gonna be a really, really good conversation. This sounds like this guest has been really uh, just a great friend and and for you and Marty. Yeah, this'll be really good. And and uh, you know what we're doing too, I, the thing I'm excited about, and uh, Marty Marty has got us and you have got us going on uh you know, going on a, on a track and getting things together. Yep. Like we got a we got a theme for the week now and I'm very I'm yeah. very excited about that. And oh, we're gonna yeah. try and tie everything together, you know, and yeah. so tonight tonight our theme is uh yours for the journey. And wow. uh, it's a it's a sign off sign-off that Marty and I like to use all the time. Yours for the journey. Um, Based on a comment made by uh, Alan Cook, the father of one of Chandler's friends, who sent his older son away to a residential treatment center like we did to Chandler three weeks ago, uh, Mm. Alan wrote a text to us that he he was with us for the journey. And uh, that just lit up Marty and i you know and he reminded us of our favorite sign off and and so we made that our theme for the week and we're lucky enough to get alan to be here Mm. uh as our guest tonight on blog talk radio he's a former banker and now financial consultant to families attorneys other mediators uh, developing comprehensive settlement situations for divorces boy that's a that's a mouthful, and we're going to find out about that a little bit down the line. But first, or I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, I want to bring on Alan. Alan, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Well, thank you both for having me. I'm I'm glad to be here, I'm, and I'm glad to be with uh, you, John and Marty, um, on your journey. Thank you, thank you. And uh, well, we couldn't be happier about that. Uh, and the timing and, is so important. And- and, and I guess I should say that I'm I'm happy that Gunnar is on his journey too, all 12 miles of it today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm feeling it. Let me say I'm feeling it right now. That's for sure. <laughs> thank you. Oh geez. Well, um, Alan, I want to I, I want to give you plenty of time here. Uh, I want to get started by hearing uh, having you tell us and tell our listeners some of your story. Um, especially as it relates to your son Ethan in a residential uh treatment center and because that's where you and I have connected that's where we've you know we've been parents here in the same neighborhood we have kids we've we've seen each other uh, a little bit and uh we've you know we've struggled at times with our kids and and now we've both had to come to an incredible head with them and and your story goes on and on i i don't want to you know get, uh, you can you can get into that as you choose to share it but um here we are you know it's uh it's this one thing that's brought us together so i i'd like to kind of focus on on that part of part of your journey and uh uh you know what what was the what made you decide that, that this was the right thing, uh, a, a residential treatment center for, for Ethan? What, what brought you to that point? Oh, well, it's a – you know, I don't mean to, to, to be sarcastic about it, but it was a journey with Ethan um, that finally um, had um, had a fork in the road. We were either going to stay on the path that we are, which um, mm-hmm. was was clear, that uh was, was not a path that, that he could take um or or the family could take or it was the other path and the other path was a residential treatment center. But Ethan's um Ethan's story, um uh, the the family story was that we had Ethan who had some underlying mental health issues. Uh, nothing that that, that um uh, a lot of children uh, don't experience today, but he had underlying mental health issues. Uh, he also had a, a divorce. Uh, there was a divorce in the family. His his mother and I divorced, and and for uh, for a child with mental health issues, um, a traumatic event like a like a divorce um, can have serious consequences. Eighty percent of children that uh, have a um, a dramatic event. A traumatic event in their lives that again have underlying mental health issues turned to substances uh substances wow. and and Ethan did that, and so he was he was just another one of the statistics but the the um uh the real challenge was he he lived he was uh he lived with me um and because of the the divorce process, which is one of the reasons why I got into doing what I'm doing today um Ethan came to live with me a single dad and um trying to deal with uh, a divorce high conflict divorce trying to deal with uh, a child with mental health issues that it turned to substances and there became a point where his life was in risk or at risk and my ability to deal with it uh had reached its limit and we had to make this decision uh for mm-hmm. him so yeah. that's uh, that's what we we it really came to a head. It, it became very clear. I think that most parents that are in these situations, they get to that point where they know what they have to do. It's a matter of them having the the ability to make that decision, which well, I know I you know, and Marty you, had to face. Yeah, you've been uh, you you've been so encouraging to us, telling us that 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 we we did the most loving thing we could possibly do. Uh, but but you know, it sure doesn't seem loving, does it? Oh. Uh, no question but, about it. And, and and if you had any um if you if you had any question in your mind, just ask Chandler or Ethan or any <laughs> of the other hundreds or thousands of children and and they would certainly tell you that it was the most unloving, unkind, hateful, despicable, mean spirited um, last thing that they could imagine that you would ever do to them, kind of decision to make. But um, uh, and and for for parents that are unprepared to hear that, it's it's traumatic. Um oh, it's, it's shocking. Yeah, it 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 is, and that uh, you know I was just taking back uh, even this Sunday because it's been three weeks, and and I went. Uh, in, in my thoughts, I, I went back to where I was three weeks ago on Sunday, and, and I could just feel that awful feeling that I knew what was going to happen to Chandler at four in the morning, but he didn't. He was just carrying on a normal day. And how carrying that load of understanding and knowing it was coming Oh god, that that was just an awful feeling. Can yeah, you relate I, to that? <laughs> well, yeah, obviously I can because I had the same uh you know, yeah. the similar situation where the uh where the people um arrived to uh to take Ethan and yeah. you know, the the very first thing was that these were professionals, they dealt with it. Um right. dealt with these kinds of situations. They they knew how to do it safely and compassionately and that made it a lot better. So the fears that I had leading up to that point um were uh were, were real, but uh but quickly as uh, as the events unfolded that morning, uh it was more compassionate. Probably the thing that I recall the most about it um was uh the silence after after he um after Ethan had left the house. Uh, which is yeah. probably what, what you did, and then and then you deal with guilt, uh you deal yes. with what if you deal with um uh, you know did I make the right decision uh you know there's there's so professionals that help parents make these decisions for their children or make these decisions mm-hmm. for the family for the well being of the child and for the family professionals that do it uh are really good about you know setting the stage, they're not always so mm-hmm. good about. Uh, helping you through the emotional trauma of of what's right. unfolding because because there's two things that go on the the, the, the child is certainly traumatized uh, but the, but the family is too uh, the parents and the yeah. family are traumatized too um, as as I'm sure well in my my case my other children who were here at the time. Um, could not know. I actually had to manage them to be over at friend's house for that for that night, but I couldn't I yeah. couldn't share that with them. So as parents, uh bearing that burden of what is going to happen and then it happening and, and being prepared yeah. methodically for it but not emotionally. Very challenging. Yeah, it really is. And um now we've had our we've already had our first counseling session. Only only our first one. But I can see how the incredible value of that, that's going to be. Um, and, uh, I know, you shared with me about that. Um, some of the things you learned from, from, uh, you know, we talk with a therapist like once a week with a child and, uh, the things that come out that, um, uh, that we're finally hearing each other say that, that we couldn't say before. Um, uh we got just a little taste of that last week tell me a little bit about um your experience with with the, the that whole therapy part of it uh, with the family well you, the i guess the first thing um is that when when um when Ethan or any child is relocated to one of these facilities um you know, and we're dealing with our own trauma, you know they're really I'll, I'll back up for a bit they're they're just because uh our our sons or daughters um go to a residential treatment center for whatever purpose that they're there for um that that's one part of the equation the other part of the equation is the family, which I mentioned briefly but mm-hmm. but what when, when when the child arrives at the at the at the treatment center. And and they go through the intake and they begin the process. The parents, the family's is doing a similar process on the other end. They're grieving,
1: right? Uh, they're grieving the right. loss.
0: They're wondering what's going to happen. Uh, they're they're trying to plug into the system the best that they can. They're questioning the decisions that they have. They're as, con- they're as confused as the child. Oftentimes, they're as confused as the child that's mm-hmm. left. Um, and so the professionals at the at the treatment center uh Engage at that point and try and bring the family back together and set the stage and so we we got in well we got engaged with uh what we call family therapy, a weekly basis where uh, a person on site at the treatment center would have Ethan in the room uh, I would be on the telephone because i I couldn't be there for him, but part of the treatment process is getting the separation. And then we would undergo some sort of level setting for uh, how these conversations were going were to go, what the rules of the road were going to be, because there's obviously a lot of an emotion on either side, and some of it comes out in the worst possible way. Um, so, so, so when that began, when that process began, and I really had to open my ears and open my mind to what Ethan was saying to me uh, through the counseling sessions, it was, it was not what I wanted to hear. Uh, it wasn't yeah. that I miss you and I want to be with you. It was that I was the, the most despicable person on the face of the earth and that I I I probably really shouldn't even be walking on the face of the earth. Um and and you know, progressing from a part of just absolute um difficulty, um tragedy, mm-hmm. uh dramatic event, to getting to get into a point where where he could talk and be heard by me. And where I could talk and yeah. be heard by him was really important. It wasn't always successful because the topics changed from week mm-hmm. to week. Uh but eventually we got to that point where where we could talk. Um but it's a mm-hmm. long process to change behaviors. And I emphasize not just the child's behavior but the but the parents' behavior too. Because together oh, yeah. they're they are what make the family. Right. So it's right. hard. It, it's hard for the family. It's a, It's not he's gone and he's going to come back when he's fixed. That's not it at all. It is a whole transformation of the family. And if you, if you don't engage in it in the right way, it won't happen. And the child mm-hmm. will come back to the same situation that he left before. So I know I'm yeah. being long-winded about it, but, but I just have to underscore how important it is um, to recognize the transformation that's going on and that you that we as parents are as much of the solution for our children um um as as their yeah. as, as the work that they put into it. Right, right. So i yeah, I, I've already learned how, you know, how I have contributed to the problem. I mean that's that's I've been I've been carrying that around since Monday. Um and things and and things i suspected but were, i realized they're they're deeper than i thought and um, well, I, I, so i can see yeah. that i can see how that's both ways for sure well, what, I, yeah and i think that's part of part of this this unspecified mission that that i'm on and 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 you know through through our community um there there are there are generally facilitators that help facilitate the, the process of identifying children assessing children and then placing children in these residential treatment centers but but because of privacy laws uh, they can't share information about other families that are going through the same thing so as a result there's not a, a network of families that um, can rely on one another to gain information to share their feelings to 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 be you know supportive to each other as they go through it Nonetheless, uh, within the community, the only children that go to residential treatment centers are already generally known in the community as rebel rousers and trouble causers and the ones that break the boundaries and things like that. They're they're, they're really rambunctious kids, right? And so uh, so family, so families generally know this, and um and and whether it's spoken or not, families get identified. Well, one of the really great things for me is that people had learned about my story, and had reached out to me.
1: And um,
0: I, I'm not one to hide things under the rug. Um, this is, these are very difficult things for families, and if there's anything I can do um, to help a, a family navigate its way through this, or 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 be on this journey with them, to you know, to to take advantage of your of your thing, uh, because you've got kids' lives at risk, and you've got families at risk, and if they if they're not supported in in if they're not supported in the community, if there's not somebody who can say I've been there and what you're going through is normal, if there's not somebody that can be there and say Hey, look, your your, your son or daughter is just like my son or daughter. And and yeah. um and, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. Things happen in life with kids. Yeah, um, I want to, I want to do that. Did you? Yeah, you want to do that. Did you have anybody to do that for you during that time that Ethan was in there? Yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> Well, you know, remember I said that there was a divorce, and um, yeah, um, and and. And Ethan's mom and I um, don't communicate. It's a, it's a, a really a significant problem, and it impacts the family uh, significantly. I'll talk. Maybe I can talk a little bit more about that at the end. But um, so, so mom and dad didn't support Ethan. Um, now, you know, when I think about other families, uh, as I had said to uh, you and Marty, John, that uh, you know, um, Chandler's. Biggest success factor is his parents uh, to have both parents there on the same page. Uh, I didn't have that. I didn't have both parents on the same page. As a matter of fact, we were working at cross purposes um, for for much of the time, oh, wow. which just complicated it, which complicated it for Ethan and, and 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 made the whole process a little bit. But 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 I did. My family was incredibly supportive in in the way that. The, the the way that they were supportive was really interesting obviously my family my mom and my stepfather my brothers and sisters were there to lend me an ear but but we took it a step further you see it was important for me to for for Ethan to know that he had family it wasn't just his dad um or, mm. or his mom I don't want to take anything from her although I don't know what happened um that that the family was still there for him and so um you know grandparents and and aunts and uncles and cousins sent him letters uh, sent him care yeah. packages to make sure that that he knew that although he was in a residential treatment center um mm-hmm. he was not abandoned he was not abandoned yeah yeah that's that's really good and uh yeah Christopher and Annie Chandler's older brother and sister are are very much involved, and actually, Chandler's probably talked with his sister as much as he's talked with us, maybe even more. So, uh, yeah, that's great. Well, um, it, I I know yeah, let we me, just don't have time. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. yeah. Let me take off on that for for just a bit. Um, I don't know okay. if you were going to ask me this at some point in time, but 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 one of the things that they, um, that happens here is that. Um, when 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 Chandler went away, or when when any son or daughter goes away to uh, the treatment centers, the family is forever changed. Uh, it just mm-hmm. isn't going. It isn't going to be the same uh, because uh, because of that. Whether it's the child harboring some kind of feelings, good or bad, about the fact that the parents made the decision, or the parents, you know, with with lingering remorse or guilt from from dealing with it, those things affect the family. Um, so. Uh, so, the family is forever changed when 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 this begins and when it ends it's a period of transition, and when you come out the other end, we don't know you can't predict what the family is yeah. going to look like uh but it's but it's important, I think for any parent to to look at it and say it's changed and to and to mm-hmm. accept that one of the things that you know we as parents. Generally, think about is when our daughters or, or sons turn 18 or 19, they go off to college and they graduate college. They get uh, they get a good job in a different town and they they, and they move away. And that's kind of the, the way I guess we live life. In in cases like you've experienced and I've experienced, that 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 date that that progress doesn't happen. Uh, it happens on the day that our son or daughter goes away and from that point on it's forever changed because we can't predict what's going to happen. Uh, in the yeah. best case they they reengage with the family and you and you move on in a different form. Uh but that's not generally what happens. The statistics aren't good for for kids in RTCS in RTCs to reengage with the family in a similar way. So everything changes. It's very yeah. important that parents um understand that and are supported through that process. It's yeah. okay. Well, tell us, uh, tell us what happened with you and with Ethan. Now I know that your relationship with him uh, improved, right, during his stay there. Uh, tell well, us yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah, it, it was a long process. The 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 more abbreviated piece of it was uh, that. As we went through, the, first of all, I was, I was successful in a couple of ways. Number one, I was successful in, in integrating the extended family into Ethan's treatment, his brothers, his sisters, his aunts and uncles, his grandparents. I was successful in integrating them in, into that, too. Um, so, so Ethan felt supported. He, he didn't feel abandoned. He felt supported through that process. And the other piece is I took it very seriously. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't any longer that I could dismiss his his uh, concerns about my parenting skills or style. What I realized through that process mm-hmm. is that I really had to make an effort to meet him somewhere in the middle. That I had wow. to be, that I ha- that I had to accept c- certain wow. things that 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 he demanded, and when he saw me put in in the hard work he engaged in it too and it was really remarkable because our love for each other our are our, really our, and i'm picking my words purposefully our love for each other grew to depths that i had never experienced before because i knew wow. how hard he was working at it and he knew how hard i was working at it um and um wow. and you know whether it was good or bad for him i was there and so uh, we we really grew together uh, remarkably. And that was one of the gifts um, amongst all the other tragedy. That was one of the gifts. And when he came home, he was uh, when he came home from that. Which you know I don't know whether it was the right decision or not in retrospect. But when he came home, he was on his best behavior, and and our relationship was solid, and we did things together, and uh, and it was pretty successful. The problem was he came back to the same set of circumstances, and and eventually those same set of circumstances are what whittled away at the skills that he had learned while he was gone. Yeah. Uh, You want to finish that story for us? Um, Or do you want to go there? We don't have to. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, what what John is alluding to is... um, when it comes to children in RTCs, the the real the uh, just because RTC's success rates aren't great, they're, they're not great for a lot of reasons, and I I've never done any analysis um, um, of, of them, so I'm not an expert, and maybe I went too far in that particular statement anyway. But but let's say that six that fifty between, somewhere between fifty or seventy percent of kids are successful. Uh, that they go in they they go through a behavioral modification program they they uh they their parents go through a behavioral modification program uh mm-hmm. as well that that when they come out of it they've they've developed new tools to um to to manage themselves uh there you're talking about the family uh, what's what's not addressed uh are friends and community while while uh Residential Treatment Center will give a a, a a child skills to work with their friends. Probably the most powerful influence on a child isn't his parents, it's his peers. And so that peer relationship, if a child comes back into the same community that they left from, mm-hmm. that child has to learn, that child is going to be faced with the interaction with those peers. If those peers haven't changed, it's going to be much more challenging for for Chandler or yeah. Ethan to uh, to reengage. Uh, in my particular case, uh, we had that influence going on, uh, but Ethan was well supported. But what Ethan also had to deal with uh, was the ongoing divorce. So even that, even though he was gone for a year, he came back and he had already two strikes against him. He had an ongoing conflict between mom and dad. And he had the peers that he had to re engage with mm. in the community. And remember I said that he had mental health issues to, to begin with. They they were nothing that couldn't be overcome by good parenting, but, but Ethan had these challenges uh, against them. Mm. Yeah. Uh over over time um time it uh, they took their toll. And when a child turns eighteen in the United States, we empower these kids with decisions about their life. And mm-hmm. um, I, I'm probably an advocate for, for changing that law uh, for certain types of kids. I shouldn't say probably I am an advocate for changing that law mm-hmm. because at 18, they can make decisions about stopping medications, starting uh, with marijuana licenses, uh, medical marijuana licenses, which is just a, in my opinion, um, uh, Often abused, um, and so mm-hmm. so Ethan kind of slid right back into the same situation that he was before he left, and I was mm-hmm. powerless as a parent, powerless as a parent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have you have expressed a um, to want to to walk with Marty and I. Um, and to be there for us uh on our journey. Um yours I want I want to just hear from you because we're running short on time now. Um but this whole idea of yours for the journey. What what does that what does that say to you? What does that mean to you, Alan? Yours I'm your I'm yours for the journey. What does that mean in a real sense? Um uh, there, there's two things that are that are that are important to me children and families um and in with all of the things that I've done in my life which are which are really great they're not so much different than anybody else but I I've, but I've had a lot of really wonderful things happen to me but at my at, at at my age today I I think about the the two priorities in life and that's uh, family and children and um and w- when a family and that's why I work in in divorce and dissolutions or mm-hmm. why I work with you you and Marty or wh- whether I support other families that have the same challenges going on um I know that I know that Chandler's well-being is going to be partly dependent on how well you and Marty do or any child's well-being is going to to be mm. how well their parents get through it, if I can help their parents by just sharing my personal story, lending support um, it I'll do it um and and mm. the, the point about it being a journey is that this these issues don't end in twelve months when a child comes home from a residential treatment center in a in a large way, that's only the beginning. That's the beginning yeah. for the new for the for the new family, and if I can support a child and in, in be their ears, or, or or if I can listen to them, uh, or if I can support mom and dad as they as they struggle with a very difficult decision, or how to communicate with the kid, or just to know that for them to know that I'm there, uh, I want to do that uh, because I yeah. think that I think that my little bit can make a difference. Okay, so now all this has led, I think all this has fed into what, it seems to me, what you're doing now. And uh, um, and to tell you the truth, until Sunday when we talk, I, I never knew any of these things existed. Uh, you talk about uh, your position as a, a certified divorce financial analyst. Um, CDFA. I mean, there are people like this, you know, I didn't even know that. And then you have your, uh, your uh, I think you've formed your own company, a family law, financial analytics. Tell us how, what is that for? What you, what are you doing here? And, and what, what, what's driven you to this and what are the goals you're trying to accomplish? Well, the, as I had said with Ethan, um, there were were several things um, that that impacted Ethan. Uh, One was mental health issues, which I I couldn't take care of. Uh, The other was uh, the divorce. Uh, And remember Mm -hmm. one of the statistics I said is that children with mental health issues are far more likely, I think the statistic is 80% more likely uh, to engage in substance abuse behaviors. Well, Ethan's Ethan's traumatic event, which led him down that path, was his parents' divorce. And his parents' divorce was handled in an absolute um, terrible way. Uh, in In the county that we live in, um, in Southern California, Orange County, California, uh, our mm-hmm. divorce uh, was characterized as, as one of the worst that they have ever seen. and And this is wow. the same county that handles a lot of high-profile Hollywood divorces. I couldn't imagine in a gazillion years how my divorce, mine, could be any worse than some of those big Hollywood divorces. But it was. It was. And now mm-hmm. maybe I'll tell you kind of the end of the story to, um, that, that you alluded to a little bit ago is that when Ethan came back, his circumstances hadn't changed. His, fr- his peers were still here. His parents were still fighting. He still had his mental health issues. And, and, um, Shortly after he turned eighteen, he stopped taking his meds and then took his own life and so one of the things that um one of the one of the things that- two, a couple of things failed him a couple of things failed Ethan. um it, 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 the the um i I struggle with it because I really want to say his parents and it's true his parents failed him uh but but I can rationalize that. I can go back and think about it and I can say all the things that, that I did do, all the efforts that I put into it, and I can't take that that total guilt on me or the total responsibility and, and go on and function for my other two children or, or to be of help to anybody else. But the other thing that really failed him is the system. Children in divorce are the um are the the, the tragedy. It's uh, they are the ones that are harmed, children in divorce. Parents obviously go through an emotional whipsaw, ups and downs, and it can be very, very difficult for them for a lot of different reasons. But children are the ones, the, the, the victims, as I call it. The children are the victims of divorce. And unless parents can really come together uh, and manage their way through a divorce, children will continue to be victims. I actually started a nonprofit called Save a Kid, uh, to address mm-hmm. these kinds of issues that Ethan had to deal with, the Save a Kid Foundation. But my work in in family law now is principally as a mediator, and what I try to do is keep people out of court, to keep them out mm-hmm. of litigation through, through, through my own experience in or seven years in family law, my 25 years of experience in finance, my my deep understanding of the emotional ups and downs that families go through and children go through in divorce, I'm able to take that experience, work with wow. divorcing couples, to bring it to practical solutions. Um, so in in my experience, I've I've dealt with mom and dad and uh, allegations mm-hmm. of criminal domestic violence. Been able to resolve those kinds of issues, to reunify children with their parents, and to and to help them go from from a high conflict to a, a reunified family. Uh, and it's 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 important to me uh, that the children come out of this. The children should not be the victims. The children should not be divorced in these in these situations. Mom and dad with the proper information, education, understanding, and guidance. Through the journey, I'll use your word again. Through that journey of divorce, um, mm-hmm. can keep the family intact in a in a healthy way, and go on to live really great lives, although in a divorced way. And so mm-hmm. my 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 mission my mission really is to never is to help preclude those circumstances where children end up in such despair that they turn to substances or worse, take their life. Uh that families can find a, a path through divorce uh and end up um uh out of the legal system, keeping their assets, keeping um their dignity and uh wow. and reforming in a new way. Great. Great. And you do you think you've been able to make a difference, Helen? Uh, there's is really no question about it. Um, I you know I, I I could spend another hour talking about it, but yeah, no question about it. You know, in in, in one case, I, the you know, two daughters uh, refused to see their dad, and, and uh, it was a terrible situation. And I'm I'm happy to say today that that family, uh, those daughters go back and forth with dad, and, and dad's as much and, and dad's changed. Dad's a changed person now. Dad is is not only dad. Dad's a good parent. Um, so, hmm. yeah, ab- absolutely. And that's a situation that's where um, those kids will go on and lead really great lives and respect their parents. Wow. And isn't that amazing? That you wouldn't be uh, – am I right to say, would you be doing this if you hadn't personally gone through all of this pain in your own family, in your own experience, Alan, do you think? Uh, absolutely, no. Yeah, no no way. Um what I witnessed being in court for seven years is hundreds or thousands of families being um, uh, dismantled by the legal system, and, and that's not a fault of the legal system. It's not a fault of the court. It's a fault of the way that we manage families through the dissolution. It's it's the mm-hmm. family's responsibility, not the court's. It's it's attorneys to a certain extent who don't have the empathy for a family that uh as they as they go through these cases. In in my case I do have that experience. I, I, I know it intimately. And so mm-hmm. you know, it, it it motivates me to do good things for families and kids. Oh, that's great. Well Alan, this is fantastic. I mean so you could say you can say something something that's good good has come out of this pain uh that you've been through in your life and and uh you're able to help prevent that in some other people's lives. Um I I think that's that's commendable and it's fantastic. Um And I'm I'm also glad that uh, you're in the neighborhood and, and that you're my new friend and I can call on you uh I hope uh, when I, you know, am going through some of my own pain and just need somebody a shoulder to cry on. Absolutely. So I, I,
1: <laughs> and I'm you're, sure. Looking and you're, forward
0: to that. And anybody, uh, um, anybody else? Um, there are others. I mean, the, the story will continue yep. to play out. Hopefully, hopefully, we can create a network, uh, a supportive network for families. So, so their story is a little bit better than mine. Fantastic. Well, Alan, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate you sharing, and and uh, I hope I, I know that. The, the encouragement, I think, is uh, what can come out of some of our own difficulties, and how we can and, and turn around and make make a difference in some people's lives. I think that's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I do too. Okay. All right, Alan. Well, well thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You're listening to the Catch with John Fisher on our- Blog Talk Radio. Connecting life to things We're just trying to get it together.